You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. And you hear the sound of the dial, you know what that means. It's time to call one 877 It's an opportunity to ask your questions about the Catholic faith. Myself and Chris Euler, a catechist, graduate from the University of Mary Bismarck, an all-around scholar, will be able to answer your questions about the Catholic faith. My name is Father Tim Smith, and, and my co-host this morning on Real Presence Live is uh, Chris Euler, uh, Teacher, father, husband at Ron Colley Catholic High School in all-around scholar, South Dakota, and we're grateful because uh, it's an opportunity for us on this real talk, uh, straight talk segment, for us to just you know have a conversation about faith. Maybe you have a question about prayer, about mass, about uh, growing in your spiritual life. the The number to call is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, and that's for you to ask us a question about your faith. Um, Chris, you know, I know you've been a missionary, you've been, uh, you know, sharing your faith, you, you've seen a lot of different initiatives in the life of the church. Um, we, we, we know that there's always more opportunities to learn, and so if you have questions about the faith, give us a call, 877-795-0122. Uh, we have our first question on the phone. Uh, listener, go ahead. What's your question? Oh, we seem to have trouble. This, I, you know, knowing this listener, he seems to have uh, some troubles sometimes. You know, he's a little old, but he's good. You know, he's old but good. Well, he, well, oh, it's not on the phone. We'll see here. You know, well, we'll oh. see. The uh, we're waiting for this questioner to call in with their with their uh, question. Um, you know, Chris. One thing, uh, as we continue to move forward with the pandemic, how's it been for you and your family going back to Mass right <laughs> oh, now? Oh, so good. Honestly, uh, it's been such a blessing. And uh, the wisdom of Bishop DeGrude to kind of call a spade a spade and say, you know what, this this is really rooted in fear. Like, we need Jesus at the end of the day. And so I, I'm super thankful that uh, Bishop DeGrude uh, lifted our dispensation, uh, giving us that opportunity to go back to mass um super super jacked about it and it's been you know it's been honestly uh we've been going since may i believe is that was when you know they we did went like quote unquote 50 percent capacity um but just as the church has uh become more full week by week it's been just so cool to see our community of faith and uh the hard part is just having a 16 month old you know, at mass. So, other than uh, having him, he's very active. He's all over the place. So, other than having him, it's it's really refreshing to go back. But last week, I felt like I ran a marathon. You know, something, uh, Chris, your wife shared uh, on social media last week, <laughs> which I, which I shared with uh, my parishioners. Is actually I have a number of parishioners with infants, newborn babies. I'm so so grateful for that. Been doing some baptisms in the parish, and and just that that sign when you hear a baby crying in the church, it really says two things. First off, that there are babies in the family. 
you know, babies in our faith, you know, and that's good. That's the next generation of children. And the second thing is this, is that a mother has brought her baby to mass. Boom. Those are the two most important things, you know, that we want to celebrate the gift of human life. And at times people can be distracted. And I know many parents who at times feel overwhelmed, whether it's their infant or even their toddler, and they're having a hard time, you know, they want to pray, they want to be there. But I'm so grateful for our our families. Maybe you've had a difficult time uh, bringing a child to Mass, and and you want to share your experience with that. Give us a call, 877-795-0122. It's our Straight Talk uh, segment, and it's an opportunity for us to have a conversation on faith right right. here on Real Presence Live. All right. Well, it looks like we've got a caller. We've got a... Oh, who is this guy? Is this is he is he on? Is that you, Father Mark? Father Mark Lichter and Father Terry Anderson. Hello, Father Lichter and Father Terry. Wow, what are what what do you guys want to know about the faith? I I thought you guys are. Well, you, I we, thought you knew everything, Father. You haven't you been around since biblical times? <laughs> yesterday they had a scripture passage that said, "If you know everything, you really don't know anything." <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, so. Well, so Father, we wanted to talk a little bit about Fez. Well, Father Mark, Both you know, and- go ahead, Father Mark. Uh, what are you up to? You and Father Terry, you're on a bicycle journey right now. Uh, what are you doing right now? Where are you at? Well, we're in Howard, South Dakota, but we were wondering, the question would be for you, Father Tim and Chris, how far can an old priest ride a bike? Well, I don't know. I, it depends on uh, what he had for breakfast. That would be my answer to that, you know. Uh, uh depends on what he had for breakfast. Uh, so you guys are right now doing uh, something you do annually. You call it uh, Two Priest on Bikes. Is that correct, Father Mark? That is incorrect, but it's getting close. It's Isn't it two it's two old priests? But it got changed in the last 10 years. It was two priests on bikes before, now it's two old priests on bikes. <laughs> so, Terry's a little young. So, for, Father Mark, for our listeners, what are, what are you doing? Let everybody know from Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, where, where are you guys traveling from, and what are you doing it for? Okay, I'm going to turn this over to Father Terry because he really understands and puts this trip together. So I'm going to let him speak on where and what we're doing. I just go for the ride. <laughs> so this, this is Father Terry here. I'm from St. Thomas More in Brookings, and we have a Catholic school there. Father Mark, although he's not at a parish with a Catholic school, he had been for many years and. We do this bike ride to raise money for Catholic schools because he's not at a Catholic school. He's raising his money for the youth of his parish. And it's a race, not who gets there the first, but who can raise the most money. So we take pledges. We have websites to go on that people can donate. We find different routes. This year, we're riding from Niobrara, Nebraska, which is about 30 miles southeast of where Father Mark is from, Tabor, South Dakota. And we're going to Lake Benton, Minnesota, which is about 30 miles east of St. Thomas More in Brookings. We're in our, today is our 
fourth day of six days, we travel about on average 44 miles a day, although we did 60 yesterday. And uh, we uh, have a good time. We have a good friend, a sag wagon driver from here in South Dakota who keeps tabs on us. So we have our supplies with him. And uh, we stay at parishes. We actually ended yesterday in a place called Carthage, South Dakota. It's about 20 miles away from here. But there's no Catholic church in Carthage. So we drove to Howard, South Dakota, where Father Chester Murtha is. He hosted us last night. And when we get done with our phone call here, we're going to take off back to Carthage and continue our bike race east towards Minnesota. Father Terry, for our listeners who would want to support you and support your Catholic schools and youth programs, what's a website that they can go to make a contribution? Well, one website for myself is called um, www.stm, that's the initials for St. Thomas More, stm.weebly.com. Or can they, they can just do an internet search for St. Thomas More and Brookings and find that. Father Mark's got a little bit more complicated uh, website. He'll talk now. We are high technology in Tabor, South Dakota, in Lesterville, <laughs> South Dakota, in Siegel, South Dakota. But uh, we have a web page for St. Wenceslaus. It's www.stwenceslaustabor.org. Or it's www.stjohnls.org. Or we also are supporting Broomtree. So anybody that wants to go to the webpage for Broomtree, they're more than welcome to. We're trying to support anybody in the youth. So that's uh, http slash slash or colon slash at www.broomtree.org. Or the easiest way is just do an inner search, internet search for either St. Thomas More, Brookings, or St. Wenceslaus Tabor, or St. John the Baptist in um, Lesterville, or Broomtree. Well, that's good. I tell you what, what next year you're going to have to change it to two really old <laughs> priests on bikes. Because you guys are on the cutting edge of technology. Oh. Uh, Father Terry, Father Mark, we love you. We're praying for you. Be safe out on the roads. And God bless you in your, your journey and travels. And uh, we'll be sure to have our listeners reach out and support you. Thanks for being on Real Presence Live this morning, you guys. And uh, we're, we're we going to take some got, more calls here. So We do have two questions. One is for Father Tim Smith. We understand you're a bike rider. Are you going to join us next year? We'll see. We'll see if uh, if uh, if the money's right. I guess we'll see how you guys there do you it this year. And what's the other question? The other one would be: I want to put a plug out. It's not really a question. <laughs> put a plug out to Epstein area, Sacred Heart, and Yankton area, Sacred Heart, to support our small parishes, rural South Dakota. Okay. All right. Thanks, Amen. Father Mark. God bless you. Right. Now, let's uh, have any of our other callers give us a call at 877-795-0122. That's for our Straight Talk segment, uh, 877-795-0122. If you have a question about the Catholic faith, I uh, want to encourage you know Father Mark Lichter and Father Terry Anderson as they are doing their bike ride uh, across the diocese of South Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I want to encourage all our 
uh, fundraising initiatives that we do in our local churches, whether you're from our listening area in North Dakota or Minnesota, there's always great opportunities to support Catholic schools. Um, Chris, you work for a Catholic school. Yeah. You can speak to that uh, to know that there's always a need, you know, um, to help provide uh, education and programming. Um, you know, as a teacher, what's that mean for you when we support our Catholic schools? Well, for one, like, I, I'm a – we – as a Catholic institution, as Catholic schools, um, the goal of Catholic school is further than educating the mind, right? And, and we have been, you know, sent on a great commission as educators in a Catholic school, as educators in general, to prepare our kids for more than just college, for more than just uh, to be successful in whatever the business world or to make money. But our intention as Catholic educators is to create missionary disciples. Mm. And that is a big emphasis that actually uh, Bishop DeGrood uh, brought to our administration and our school board up around Cali that, you know what, we are to ooze Catholicism. We are to be a living and breathing lung that aids in the growth of the church. And so when you support Catholic education, when you support us, whether it be through sending your kids to Catholic school, through a financial donation, through prayers, um, through showing up at our sporting events, just being present, it it means a lot just because uh, we're on the front lines of evangelization, right? We are on the front lines of uh, preparing people to be able to love the Lord with all their heart, heart, soul, and mind. And then in our modern culture right now with the affront on things such as, uh, you know, uh, of truth, right? We look all over the place in the media, uh, on, you know, on, uh, in political ideals and ideologies and everything that's going on in our world. One thing that I desire my students to do is to be able to think critically through these things, right? Mm-hmm. And if we can do that, then we're succeeding. And in order to succeed at that, we need help, right? We're, we're, we're in institutions that we're not publicly funded and for, for the obvious reasons, you know. And so um, anytime there can be support of Catholic education, whether it be uh, elementary school, whether it be a K-12 situation, whether it be Catholic higher education, it is incredibly meaningful. You know, as someone who's a product of it myself and now someone who is giving my life to it, I... I only see it being beneficiary in the long run. Well, I agree. And, you know, especially as we do our faith formation programs, this is a great opportunity this time of year to encourage our listeners to volunteer in your parish faith formation. Um, Right now, we're doing our Straight Talk segment. If anyone would like to call in, 877-795-0122. You know, for pastors and religious educators, directors of religious education, they're always looking for people who are willing to put themselves out there and be a catechist, be a teacher. You know, all of us at times feel inadequate to be able to answer questions on the faith. Um, Sometimes maybe you've been in that position before uh, where you've been a teacher for CCD or, or been a small group leader in a parish for confirmation youth. And that, that could be intimidating. Mm-hmm. But, you know, really, when you put yourself out there, God will give you the strength you need to be that witness and to be that disciple. And God will give you the words you need um, to say a word of peace, uh, to help others, to guide them, and to share your faith with them. You know, when you think about that in your own life, Chris, uh, is there any teachers or educators or, or even volunteers that helped you in your life as you were going through your parish faith formation? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of my formation happened from 
uh, in high school. But then in particular, I had a lot of heart formation from, uh, his name's Ed Konechka. He was my youth minister in high school. Uh, now he is the uh, one of the assistant directors of university ministry at University of Mary. And so just his witness, um, his, his willingness to serve us, to call a spade a spade, to challenge us to grow, really aided me. And uh, it was really a... Uh, <laughs> It was really, he's been really a blessing to me, you know, and so it was just because of his yes, he wound up, he's not originally from North Dakota, he's originally from Chicago. His yes brought him to North Dakota. His yes brought him to myself and lots of other kids. And so um, it's, that yes can go a long way, right? Yeah. You know, and thankfully God is the vine and Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. And so (laughs) we just have to literally just stay attached to that vine and the rest, the fruit will grow from it. And so we are, we are, uh, we are authentically blessed when we give uh, of ourselves. Well, I agree. And, you know, sharing our faith um, you, this morning, we had Dr. Stewart on from the university of Mary in Bismarck and, and as a scholar, as an educator, but of course, um, following the example of the president of the university of Mary, Monsignor Shea, that this love for the intellectual life and this this love for this proposal of, of our Catholic faith to encourage us to you know hear the Lord and to respond in kind through our education and through all aspects of our lives. Um, you know we're really uh, looking for uh, opportunities for us to continue our religious education and as you said, Chris, to be lifelong missionary disciples. Um, there are certainly opportunities to uh, volunteer at your parish. Perhaps uh, talk to your parish priest if you say, Father, is there something that I can do to help share our faith? Um, give us a call, one eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. You can also submit questions on Facebook, on a Real Presence Radio Facebook page. You can also visit our website, realpresenceradio.com, and that's where we can actually uh, really... Uh, dive into these deeper questions of faith and of course if there's times where we don't have a question well we've got a we've got an interesting one here father sure well go ahead well, well uh so here's the question it's anonymous and it's uh someone who's not on the phone here's the question how does the church feel about preserving bodies through cryostasis for possible reanimation in the future hmm so like uh cryogenically freezing the human person, um, which I, I am aware is a thing. Uh, it certainly isn't uh, proposed uh, by members of the church. Uh, you know, we think about this idea of reanimation. You know, as people and members of the church and as we profess in our creed, uh, we believe in the resurrection of the dead. And so the, the life for us as members of the faith is that we would be we look we are people of the resurrection mm-hmm. that one day and this is a mystery of our faith but it's it's a, something that we profess and believe that one day that our bodies will be resurrected they'll be reconstituted and be glorified um, through the power of the risen Christ and through Christ's work of salvation and redemption that's at work in us. And so through the resurrection, we will be glorified in the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. For myself, Chris, that's what I'm living for on earth. And in fact, when I'm faced with death, when I'm faced with the fear of illness or, or death, that 
you know, death is not the end, mm. that, that I'm looking forward to the beatific vision, and I want to live a life of holiness. I want to have God's sanctifying grace in me so I can live for that. Well, and, and So the question I would kind of put to those who are asking, you know, the idea of reanimation <laughs> is uh, – what for? You know? Right. Because my, my desire is not to live longer life on earth, but it's to live in God's truth, to live a life of holiness and sanctity so that I can live for the resurrection. Well, and, and, and our Catholic Church teaches, you know, that we are um, body and soul. So if I am cryogenically frozen, what happens to my soul? Like, and so, you know, and so... Uh, I mean, what gives us our animation is our soul. Well, our soul lives for all eternity. Um, and so for our body to be reanimated, ah, oh man, that's such a, it, it's, it, I don't, I don't think the church would be pro it. You know, personally, I don't think there's, there, I don't, they've, I don't think they've done any writing on it, but it only makes sense for like the dignity of the human body and recognizing the human soul is that uh, possible reanimation in the future is through the resurrection, like you were saying. Well, it's a good ethical question. I would just, uh, I guess for myself, I would discourage it. I yeah. don't know of any definitive church teaching on reanimation, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it is something that uh, I'm not particularly uh, thought about. But I would say, uh, I would discourage it because we're people of the resurrection, not of the reanimation. Right. Next question as we Ooh. go here. Uh, we have Susan on the phone. Susan, what question do you have uh, well, I was at a retreat uh, recently, and one of the questions that was posed is is to, to contemplate on who does God say you are, and how does God see you? So, um, in praying about this, uh, I've, I've, I've tried to, to pray about this, and I come up with many, many different things, and I'd kind of like to, um, I'd like to be able to... Uh, not bounce around so much when I'm when I pray about this, and I just was wondering if you had any any advice or thoughts on that. Well, and that's is a really great question, Suzanne. And I'm going to be honest with you. In my life, this is something that I have wrestled with. Right? Who does God say I am? Uh, you know, we have these intellectual arguments that say. Uh, you're created in his image and likeness. We hear that from the early on in scripture of uh, the creation story. We have these arguments saying that, well, you're created good. Okay, well, how does that make me good? Right? And, you know, some things to point you to is intellectually, it's great to know that. But until we can truly know that in our heart and have that as something that is uh, concrete, uh, and mind you, it's not something that is one and done, right? It's something that's consistent. You know, I, for one, have found some peace uh, in meditating on certain things, um, such as uh, um, Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3 is the baptism of Jesus. Well, since we're created in his image and likeness, right, and we meditate and we pray on that, we hear Jesus saying, right, God from the heavens, the heavens broke open and said, behold, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased, right? And in that moment, we recognize that God is pleased with us. And then the other one, too, that I've really been sitting with and I find powerful is uh, in John chapter 4, and it's Jesus and the woman of Samaria. Okay? And it's, I encourage you to sit with and read that. So it's John chapter 4, uh, verses 1 through 39. Okay? And in, in this, uh, he, you look through John chapter 4. Uh, what's the, what do we got? He came to... Uh, I can't remember exactly what verse it is, but he literally says that Jesus had to pass through Samaria, okay? Mm-hmm. And then there's a subtitle, 
a subtext, and it says, uh, in the New American Translation, it says, it was a theological necessity, okay? Now, historically speaking, mm-hmm. Jews and Samaritans didn't get along at all. They didn't like each other. Well, Jesus being mm-hmm. a Jewish person, like, they, they wanted to avoid Samaria at all costs. Well, Jesus needed to go there for a necessity to love the woman at the well. And who does that say that we are? In the eyes of Christ, in the eyes of God, we are dignified, we are beloved beyond belief, and we are loved by God because it is a theological, it is a heartfelt necessity for him. And so, uh, like, God just thinks you're, you are created so beautifully and so uniquely. And so I would encourage you, John chapter 4 Meditate on Jesus and the woman of Samaria. I think that's a beautiful resource. And then if you want to even go further, um, you know, when you talk about that uh, and when you reflect on that, you will. Yeah, I pray that you'll find some beautiful fruit from it. But if you want to go more to an intellectual side of things, John Paul II has brilliant writings about the human person. And he writes uniquely about our lived human experience in relationship to God through his theology of the body. And uh, reading his straight-up theology of body is very difficult, but there are, if you were to go online, mm-hmm. there are videos, there are commentaries about the human person that John Paul writes on. And I, I would, that's another thing that I would encourage you to do, because I, for one, have found a lot of peace and joy in it. And so, uh, yeah, so big two things. John chapter 4, the woman in Samaria, knowing that like we are a theological necessity to Jesus, to God, just as just as he was to that woman at the well. And John Paul II, his beautiful writings on the human person. So Okay. Yeah, I hope that finds fruit All for right. you and Thank we'll you. pray for you. Yeah, absolutely. That's beautiful. The uh number that we have here at Real Presence Live, if you want to give us a call quick, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Uh, 877-795-0122. And uh, we're here at our live, uh, Real Presence Live Straight Talk segment. It's an opportunity for us to have a conversation on the faith. And of course, uh, Chris, I love that you, you know, we have copies of Sacred Scripture right next to us here. And I love when that question came from uh, Suzanne of, you know, who am I? How do I answer those questions? That you reach for the Word of God. <laughs> because, you know, the Word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. Uh, it, it helps us, it strengthens us, it, it reveals uh, God's plan for us, who we are as his sons and daughters, and a great opportunity for us to uh, just experience God's presence. And of course, a great retreat is an opportunity for us to take time out um, to be with the Word of God, um, whether that's a day of repose that you take at one of the many retreat centers in our listening area, or if you're able to uh, just you know get out there and just carve out some time in your day, go visit your parish and pray before the Blessed Sacrament with Sacred Scripture. Uh, what a great opportunity it is to learn more about the Word of God and, and do some uh, Lexio Divina, some divine reading of God's Word. Um, if you have questions on where to start with the scriptures, you know, an evangelist or uh, like Chris, you know, Chris, you're a youth minister. You're you're with uh, teenagers who have no idea who they are <laughs> or what they want to be, and the world is screaming at them a right. thousand different things. Um, so you know the power of the word. That's what I love about that is you reach for the word of God. Yeah, and when I found something, so right, actually right now, my I'm actually I'm skipping class, right? But it worked out well because our guidance counselor and our principal had to do uh, senior guidance. 
And as our seniors are going to leave Ron Colley, they're going to go forth, they're going to go to college, wherever it may be. Uh, we did it yesterday too, and I, I led our class uh, in at, uh, in reflection on Luke chapter 28. Excuse me, uh, fake news. It wasn't Luke chapter 28, it was Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28, the commissioning of the disciples, right? That gave them their purpose. And so, like, when we reach to it, when we reach it to the beautiful... Uh, when we reach to the beautiful word of God that instructs our hearts and our minds, we can see where our purpose lies. We can see where our value lies. And it is through that and only through that that we will find that true beauty in knowing that God points us to the Eucharist, that God points us to himself, and that through being pointed to himself, we are made new. And what a gift it is for us to recognize that we're all being remade each and every day in the image of his likeness. Uh, we want us to uh, stay tuned right here on Real Presence Live. I want to thank our caller to the Straight Talk segment. Uh, coming up next, uh, we'll be going in, inviting you to go to our website, realpresenceradio.com, for even more great Catholic content. You can listen to past episodes of Real Presence Live. If you missed one of our daily shows or if you heard a question on Catholic Answers or Call to Communion, you can go back and listen to those episodes um, to do your homework, to learn more about your faith. You can also nominate your favorite priest for donuts and much, much more. Make sure to check out our website, realpresenceradio.com. Please feel free to give us a call, and we'll be right back on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 